Hello everyone. Welcome to the LTA Club show. My name is Siva Surendra and I lead the AWS business group at LTA. Today our guest speaker is Rob Cohen. He is a partner development manager at AWS and he handles LTA account globally. Uh, welcome Rob, welcome to the show. And uh, Rob and I have been deliberating for quite some time about starting a podcast series where we could speak about cloud, the cloud adoption, the CIO's methods and models around cloud adoption and all things cloud generally and uh, and we thought probably the LTA cloud show could be the best place to get started so so here we are today we are first podcast out rob again welcome to the show and over to you rob for a quick introduction from your end yeah hi siva uh, thank you so much for uh, having me on the show it's an honor uh, yeah i'm rob cohen I work for Amazon Web Services and I'm a partner development manager. Our role is really to work with partners who are looking to build and uh, develop their AWS practices and uh, build their AWS business. So it's uh, it's an exciting role. I've been at AWS for 4 years and uh, have managed a number of partners during that period of time and I'm ex- very excited about working together with you guys at LTI. So Rob, hi. Uh, today we will actually discuss about the Amazon's culture of innovation. Uh, I keep hearing this from uh, the Amazon executives and even at Green, what's all the reinforcements that I've been attending recently. Uh, I hear this from Andy Jassy and all the other leaders about how Amazon's culture of innovation is very different from other companies and how it has helped Amazon to grow, AWS to grow uh, uh, into uh, the number one cloud provider in the market. So, but again, it's very, very interesting to hear it from you. You are. from AWS you are a lot closer to the system uh, you might even be experiencing the amazon culture of innovation in your day to day life at AWS so so what is it like uh, amazon's culture of innovation from your point of view rob can you please take us through this yeah sure thank you very much for that question it's a uh, the culture is something that i think makes amazon unique I've, i was talking to my daughter i think i've worked at nine different companies in my career over a 40 year period and uh um, the culture at Amazon sets it apart and it starts with the with the mission which is to become the most customer centric company on the planet mm-hmm. and what that means is that everything goes back to how do we make our customers life easier and whether it's creating something like Amazon Go or even AWS uh we are thinking about how do we how do we help our customers um So for example AWS was uh was started as a um as an innovative idea coming off of uh a leadership team meeting uh for amazon.com and Andy Jassy uh came up with the idea recognizing that one of the things that Amazon had really created a uh, expertise in was in computing and so the idea of cloud computing was born out of that and it's a, as an innovation idea and over the course of the next 6 mo- years uh they developed the concept of AWS and uh, uh what the, how what the go to market set of products would be okay and uh then in 2006 AWS was born oh great okay and and, and we do keep hearing about uh the the product development process right i mean i i i understand that there's some a white paper or something that you the team writes and, and and can you please take us through that process how it works because again i've not heard this from any other 
company and here it is that Amazon uh, does this across all their businesses. How does that work, Rob? Yeah, sure, happy to. So uh, most of our most of our ideas come from customers. Okay. Uh, but when we do have an idea, we start off with um, creating using what we call a working backwards model. Mm-hmm. So the working backwards process for us starts with a forward thinking idea of what success looks like in three years. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll come up with that idea and we'll put it in the form of what we call a PRFAQ, which is a mock press release that defines what success is. And then a series in FAQ about all of the details around what uh, as many as we can think of about what uh, what is the definition of that success. And once you have that and that's agreed to with customers or agreed to with our product team, then we can work backwards and figure out, okay, what does this product look like? And that becomes something that's written up in a uh, in a six, what we call a six pager. So we write a document that talks about what we intend to do that then gets uh, goes through the organization uh, for uh, comment and approval. Okay, that's great. And- and from what I hear uh, uh, from some of the colleagues at AWS, uh, I understand that this process is still in um, practice and, and you're still, uh, teams do write the six-pager even today to come up with new products, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. It's uh, it's part of the culture. It is the way, it's the way we work. Uh, you know, the six-pager provides a great vehicle in meetings to move forward. So instead of having a PowerPoint, which you might have 20 slides and never get past slide seven, everybody reads the document in the first 15 minutes of the meeting. And then from there can comment, but really you can move forward from everybody being in the same place. Okay, great. So Robert, that, that's great actually. Thanks for taking us uh, through the Amazon's culture of innovation and how it all started for AWS. Uh, now probably let's look at the second topic of discussion for today. So Rob, for our second uh, section today, uh, I would want to understand what role uh, do play in in uh, in helping Amazon practice the culture of innovation. I mean, what's the impact that the customers have? So if you could probably throw some light uh, about how all this activity and the kind of impact they have, it would be great. Yeah, I'd be happy to. As I mentioned, you know, we are very obsessed. One of our leadership principles is customer obsession. And that customer obsession has led to some really interesting things. Like, for example, our pay-as-you-go model, which really changed the way that the industry consumes computing and allows customers to only pay for what they use, which is a big, it's a big change and obviously very customer-centric. Uh, and something that helps our customers. And that's also... Um, resulted in us lowering our prices 107 times since 2006. Again, something that's very customer centric. I have a question, right? I mean, it's, it's interesting that you say that you've reduced the prices about 107 times, but isn't it uh, uh, counterproductive because Amazon is probably the hottest cloud player in the market today. You are the industry leaders. Well, why would you reduce your prices? Uh, I mean, you're just probably reducing your overall revenue. Is it like, what's the thought process behind this? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. Um, so, Amazon's in this for the long haul, right? We want to establish great customer relationships, and um, when you reduce prices for your customer, you free up budget for them 
to do more for their customers or become more competitive or continue to innovate inside their organization. And uh, we believe that if we enable customers to do that, that they will okay. spend more with us over the long haul and are, um, you know, this has been proven out account after account after account. Okay. Okay. So I think it's also smart in a way that Amazon's doing this because you're also eliminating competition to some extent by lowering the cost continuously. So at least the customers don't find the cost as a reason to move out to other players. Uh, but it's, it's smart actually. But but what else, Rob? What, what are the other uh, key customer impact stories that, that you can think of? Yeah, so it's very interesting that in 2011, I think we really kind of shocked the world a little bit and we did we released 80 new features or services in one year in 2011 wow. which is pretty impressive but yeah. last year we continue to grow that we continue to invest and last year we released 2757 new services or significant feature enhancements wow and uh, and that is kind of mind blowing to me and I and I work here uh, but the important thing is that 90% of what we build okay. comes from customer requests. Wow. Okay. 90%. Wow. 90%. Wow. No, no wonder why uh, the reinvents, uh, I mean, events actually spreading across multiple weeks now. Actually, it's, it's, uh, uh, the, the sheer number of services that AWS launches every year is, is mind blowing. Wow. 90% is a huge number. And that's the customer impact, isn't it? It is. Have a lot. Right, that's the level to which you hear from your customers. You respond to customers' queries. That's awesome. Right. I mean, there are times when our insight lets us identify things that the customers don't explicitly um, request, but that's general. But it's always influenced by where we see the customers going, and uh, and then we can potentially know a little more about innovation about something. But um, yeah, ninety percent of what we build comes directly from customer requests. Well, yeah, no, now that we are on this uh, topic, I have a story, story to share from my experience, right? I mean, uh, it was, uh, I think, two to three years back, we were working with one of the largest payment gateway companies uh, in the world, and, uh, and they came up with a unique problem. So they just, they actually signed a, a partnership with the customer payments, and the e-commerce customer was planning to do uh, a massive sale uh, some, something similar to the Prime Day sale of Amazon, and 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 this payment gateway company wanted to move quickly to Amazon and and al also to the new service that was during that time, which was Aurora Postgres. Uh, sorry, it was Aurora MySQL, so that they could enjoy, they could uh, have the scale that Amazon brings in. And and we had hardly a month to achieve this because then we had to go to production, and the campaign was just two months away. So we worked uh, with. We found out that it was not a straightforward migration to Aurora MySQL, and it's a new service as well. That it was Aurora MySQL was not handling some legacy business. I mean, I would say data designs and models that the customer ran. But the best part was we had the uh, we had direct line to the product team in Seattle handling Aurora Post uh, MySQL with the hand over a number of days so that we could solve the problem for the customer and eventually it turned out to be a massive success i mean the whole campaign ran 
without a glitch where we were hitting about 8000 requests per second at the database level and all this couldn't have been possible without the support of the product team sitting in uh in the Seattle and the local Amazon team so yeah that's my experience of how I uh, saw the customer uh, focus customer centric nature of AWS but that's something that I want to share since we are on this topic actually I appreciate that it's great to hear stories like that and it just you know we all work really hard and uh it's just wonderful to hear uh feedback like that that makes it worth it yeah okay so rob for the third section uh i would actually want to bring in a customer scenario here uh so we speak to a lot of ciios and it leaders on a daily basis and 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 what i could see that the world is divided right there are uh, ciios and leaders who look at amazon or cloud platforms more from an innovation standpoint so they look for modernization they look for data analytics and data warehousing and and machine learning but the other part is still looking aws or other cloud platforms more from a, a intro hosting standpoint so what is your view about all this i mean i know aws putting in a lot of effort to move to a serverless world uh, so what's your view and what's your message to the caos of uh, the second kind who's looking at aws more from an intro standpoint mm. That's a good question. I think that CIOs typically are looking to the ones that I hear about are are looking to provide uh make their custom their company agile so that they can respond to markets, they can respond to competition, they can respond to customers. And uh initially AWS was focused on infrastructure migrations and uh moving as much data into the cloud as possible. Uh, but really for the idea of saving saving money for customers mm-hmm. and i think that's the original uh kind of um uh, impression that we leave with our with uh cios uh but the but it's really an evolution and it's a process where once you get all that data into the cloud then that's when the fun begins so customers can then use that data it's not stuck in one database it's accessible across multiple kinds of uh tools that fit that are fit for purpose and it enables our it enables uh CIOs to uh to execute on a strategy that's much bigger and longer um and with you know listening to these listening to customers and to CIOs we've identified a number of innovations like uh serverless which was which was uh, established with uh through lambda in 2014 mm-hmm. is just to make the process easier for our customers for our CIOs customers which is their developers so developers could get access and build um applications that without having to set up infrastructure and uh we expanded that with products like SageMaker and Fargate which respectively let developers take advantage of AI models that maybe a limited number of data scientists could create uh or uh leverage containers for modernization of applications and um and these kinds of innovations and these kinds of uh, the focus on on data and using data as an asset is really where um most of our conversations are with with customers well wow. okay and it's interesting that you mentioned about Lambda and SageMaker and, and Fargate, because all these are serverless platforms and and they are and they are uh, vastly adopted today by several enterprise customers and uh, unicorn startups. So the question is, is AWS subtly trying to eliminate uh, the enterprise software uh, 
competition like windows and red hat linux um what what do we uh, take out of the the serverless push by aws yes so aws is really about customer choice yeah. and we don't really focus that much on our on our competition per se but what we do want to do is give our customers options um and in particular what what tends to show up are op, are the options that we provide when our competition makes some non-customer centric moves right so for example there's a database vendor that has doubled the cost of licenses for their product if it runs on public clouds yeah. and yeah. um you know that kind of move just makes uh it more important for AWS to offer customer choice so they can use the right products for their for the right applications well yes yes no second guesses on who the uh database vendor is but but yeah this is great rob i mean um thanks for taking us your views on um uh, the uh, adopting aws as for innovation primarily and and i think this is a good prelude to the future series that we are going to have in the cloud show uh, we would be covering a lot of topics around uh what we hear from ceos and the it leaders and we'll have some ceos and and some amazon uh leaders as well joining us in the podcast uh in the series as we move on uh more ahead but again rob thanks for taking time and and joining this podcast you've been a great guest and 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 loved this conversation and looking forward to having many more uh interesting podcasts with you and the aws team uh as part of the lda cloud show thanks for joining us Oh it's my pleasure Siva and I look forward to doing this again.